T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's driving jam time! And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Great to be with you on a Thursday night on Sports Open Line. Kevin Wheeler, Chris Ranji hanging out with you for the next couple of hours. We're going to be uh, jumping around a little bit, uh, Ranji. And, and I don't mean like out in the snow sledding and stuff. I wish. I totally wish because I love sledding. Even now, even at this age, I love sledding. Um, but I don't like shoveling. So I had to no, do a little bit don't. of that earlier today. But I... I, I know you were close, right, to some folks having fun shovel sledding today, but you chose not to join them. Yeah, because I, I didn't find out about it until late. Um, oh. Our our yeah, our guy David Carson over at the St. Louis Post Dispatch in a tweet that has since gone viral. I think everybody has seen it at this point. <laughs> he had gone over to Art Hill in Forest Park and he had interviewed a couple of guys who were sledding down the hill. With the lids to dumpsters, nice. They had they had were they the fast? Building, they, I don't know. He did. They, they didn't show, uh, or David didn't record them actually sliding oh. down the hill. Oh. But he talked to them, and they were awesome. Like the yeah. one guy, and I don't know what his name is. Um, I actually I think his name is Chris. Nice. I think, like I think it's Chris, and the guy's drinking a bush, he's drinking a bush beer. He's he's got his Carhartt, uh, you know, uh, good for the overalls snow. on. He's got his his safety orange hat, nice. sunglasses, and he's got this this lid to a dumpster. The best, yeah. It's it's so awesome. basically that that was lunch break. Is that what you're saying? No, he was off work. Oh, okay, he, okay. He was talking about how he was a IBEW uh, one. You know, nice. and and uh, he was like, "We're off. We're off for the rest of the week." Nice. So we saw we we thought we'd we. Uh, you know, make the most of this day, and they were sledding in dumpster lids. That's awesome. Just amazing. It, it's one of the best things I've seen in a while, actually. That's a bummer that I didn't get to sled today. I missed well, it. I like and sledding. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, I'm. it would probably take me 25 minutes to walk there. Why wouldn't you I could try? go find him. The guy's got a safety orange hat on. I could find that hat. And, you know, then we could hang out, and uh, you know, I would skip Become the show with friends. you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because I would skip. I, I wouldn't be doing this right now because I'd be out and about with those guys, probably drinking bush. 
you would probably ask him to call you Dragon, and of course you would call him what? Um, uh, uh, a, a dumpster man. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> it doesn't matter what his name is. He's just he's my new best friend. He he's doesn't know it yet, friend. but he is. That's oh. awesome. Well, Guy's we won't great. be we won't be sharing sledding stories since neither of us got to do that today. We're going to be talking a lot of baseball this hour, uh, a little bit more on the Brian Flores lawsuit. That thing's got some different tentacles that are spreading out. I know we touched on a couple of them, but there's some new ones uh, since we talked about them on Tuesday night. And there's a hearing on Capitol Hill today about Daniel Snyder that we can hit into. And uh, also, I'm sure Blues fans will enjoy this. Um, Blackhawks owner lost his mind last night. Oh or God, or just showed he? us that he has lost his mind, maybe. Maybe he lost yeah. it before and and then just put it on display for the world. But I think the overall theme we're going to get into once we're done with baseball, Ranj, is there just isn't a hell of a lot of accountability for people that own teams. I mean, like, what can you? how many times can you even think of any real serious ramifications for being terrible? You know, I mean, like Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. That's basically it. Donald Sterling, um, the... Uh, why can't I think of his name? The Carolina Panthers owner, Jerry um, Richardson. Jerry Richardson. Yeah, but they they quote unquote. I mean, like they let him sell the team for like a gazillion dollars. Right. So he, I mean, he was forced to no longer be the owner, but he's still benefited. not according to him. He's like, I did this of yeah, my own like, free will. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> there's that, and I guess there is the possibility Snyder loses this team. It kind of seems like he has to, you know, yeah, like this is uh, bad. If you listen the to the NFL's testimony, already covered his butt. I mean, they're like, yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to put any of this investigation on paper because then someone might see it. <laughs> and it's like it's like it's like uh, Spygate. Like, we're just going to destroy the evidence before anybody could see what we could compile. Just an and in this case, instead of destroying it, they just didn't do it. Like a 24 hour turnaround from the NFL issuing a an official statement that said there is no merit to what Brian Flores is saying. Yep. And then the very next day they say, we're going to investigate some stuff. <laughs> well, what do you invest? If there's no well, merit, where's it? why is there an investigation? I think they're, we'll get into this a little later. I think they're saying there's no merit to the accusations about racial discrimination, uh, but they're probably going to look into the whole Stephen Ross mm-hmm. thing, which now is also a Cleveland Browns thing since Hugh Jackson brought it up. Um, so we'll get to all that coming up in the next hour. we got a lot of baseball this hour. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Major League Baseball asking for help from a federal mediation service. Uh, whether it matters or not, we'll just get into that because that's basically the news today. Coming up next, Katie Wu of The Athletics is going to join us. Katie had uh, an interesting write-up of a Cardinals fan poll that we talked a little bit about last week. Uh, there's a couple other pieces up here in the last couple of days, like things they still need to do once baseball comes back. We'll talk a bit about the Cardinals' top prospects that showed up in Keith Law's top 100 as well. So Katie Wu is going to join us when we come back on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Thursday night on Sports Open Line, Chris Raji, Kevin Wheeler hanging out, talking sports with you. Happy to be doing a little baseball here with Katie Wu from The Athletic, and you can find Katie on Twitter, at Katie J. Wu. And I understand, Katie, uh, by following you on the old Twitter, that uh, the snow is not your friend. <laughs> well, it's not really anybody's friend, but it sounds like uh, it's going to take some getting used to, huh? Yes, I'm very out of practice with winter elements. And, you know, I, I like to think I will get better with experience, but the bar is, is so low for me. Um, it, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I've just decided to just not leave my apartment and watch a lot of Netflix today. Good deal. But it's, it, it's beautiful, isn't it? Look outside. Just look at it's, it. It's unique. It's a different experience. It's unique. <laughs> I'm with Katie here. I'm like, it, yeah, it looks nice out the window, but it creates such a pain in the butt. I, I don't want any part of it. Exactly, exactly. But, yes, it is nice to look at from the safety of my living room. So I know, Katie, when I invited you on, it was right after the piece went up last week um, on The Athletic uh, that that posted the results of the Cardinals fan survey uh, that you did through The Athletic. And um, interesting stuff. I know I talked about it a little bit independent of of having your input last week, but I I would say the overall theme of it was way more positive than I expected, and it sounds like – it was more positive than you expected, too. Yes, it was. And, you know, obviously this is such a small sample of the fan base. It's if you're an athletic subscriber and you happen to take the survey. Um, but I was preparing for a little bit more backlash or a little bit more, I- I'm not quite sure, but, you know, Cardinals fans are their passionate group. So I was expecting to see that passionate in a little bit more of a, you know, demanding way, but I was pleasantly surprised with the results from the survey where it seemed like from, from the fans that were surveyed, it was more of a, like, you know, this franchise has been historically good. They are, they continue to be competitive. Would we like them to be better? Of course. But all things considered, when you look at other teams in the MLB, Cardinals fans have it pretty good. Yeah. And I think big picture, we all know that what surprises me about it. And I'm sure it's, it's the same for Ronj. I'm sure it's the same for you too. Like, Maybe it's because we're in so deep, but it's, it feels like all of the stuff that I get on Twitter or the emails that come in is so far on the negative side. This was just more balanced, which maybe maybe I think is a good lesson <laughs> that it's not yes, always exactly. as bad as the loudest voices, right? Yes, that's a great lesson. As much as I appreciate the social media discourse, it was fun to kind of see the different levels of, of the responses and the answers. And, you know, I, I've requested on a lot of these answers that they'd be one sentence just because I knew there'd be so many to go through and uh, Cardinals fans decided to just blow through that suggestion but it was <laughs> nice to read all these different well thought out opinions and explanations and just kind of get a, a better sense of the fan base and how this team has been trending over the last 10 years so I thought that was pretty interesting 
Katie, I love, first of all, that you use the word discourse because I'm not sure that's what this medium is. <laughs> um, it's it's something. I don't know if it's discourse. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's interaction. I'll give you that yeah. much. Um, yeah, there, I, that's, that's accurate. The, the the description, or I guess the discrepancy that I found, and and obviously you found by, by doing this, is that a lot of people think the organization is in solid shape, like they're in good shape, and overwhelmingly people believe that, and I think that's true. Uh, the evidence is there there are a lot, mostly actually, competitive seasons the Cardinals have, but then the discrepancy comes in when you ask people if they think the team is a true World Series contender, over the next few years, and that's kind of where people start to diverge from that feeling. Right, and I, I thought that was interesting. You know, to see the the overwhelming majority of the survey think solid was was not surprising because I think for as much as Cardinals fans want the best, they want a World Series title every year, and I certainly understand that from a fan perspective. It was nice to see that the overwhelming consensus was, hey, we've got it pretty good. But I certainly understand the trepidation from the fan base on if this is enough to be a World Series caliber team in the next three years, which is the question that I think there was so many different results. Some are very optimistic. Some have been, some are, are, you know, maybe the Cardinals are a piece there or two away. Others think that it's the Cardinals prefer to operate, and we've seen this over the last couple of years, as in a, they'll like to make the wild card team, and if they continue to win and get hot at the same time, that's the only reason they'll win. So it was interesting for me to see that, again, the majority of the fans that were surveyed thought this was a franchise that's in solid shape. And I agree. It was the lack of, of consistency into just how good this team will be in the next three years. That's a really good question. Uh, Katie, we're going to get into a couple other things. I mean, you guys have been busy at the athletic here over the last week, putting out good baseball and specifically Cardinal stuff. We'll get to a couple of those things in a second, but another thing for me from the survey that I thought was funny, I'm not sure that it makes a lot of sense, but it was funny to me that the perception of John Mozeliak compared to the perception of Bill DeWitt Jr. was different. There were a lot more people that were a little less excited about Mo than they are about DeWitt. And what, what made me laugh about that is because they basically are of the of a same mind when it comes to doing things. I mean, they, they kind of run this whole thing together. I thought that was interesting. Right. But, but to the fans' credit, Mo is the one that is speaking on behalf of the organization, right? right he's right. the one that it, he's an easy target, and whether that's fair or not is not for me to say. However, he is the one that speaks on behalf of the organization and is credited with the moves that they make or do not make. And, and you know, we've all sat in on, on Mo's press conferences and heard him before. He can choose to be um, very thorough, and he can choose to not be. So I think it's, uh, you know, I, I understood that from a fan perspective. He's the one that fans see. He is the one that has to answer ultimately when things go negatively. And as we learned from perhaps social media, the backlash is so much stronger when it's a negative move than a positive reaction. I mean, I do think that Mo's made some great trades. I think the first half of this decade of, of his tenure as president of baseball operations, he was one of the best. And um, But I also think from a fan perspective, it's easier to point the finger at someone when things don't go your way. And he is that face that, that yeah. unfortunately for him, that will you know, provoke those kind of reactions. It's all right. He gets the paycheck to go along with it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought something that was kind of amusing in this, and I don't know why I think it's amusing, uh, but I do. You asked the question of all the remaining free agents, who would people like to see back? And, you know, that's a list that includes Kyle Schwarber and Trevor Story and Carlos Correa. 
and the guy who got the most votes was Joe Kelly. Is that <laughs> did you I know. <laughs> did you think that was going to happen? You know, um, I think it was aided a little bit by reports right before the lockout, and then the rumors that have just the very small semblance of rumors that have been floating around throughout the lockout that there was a possible a possibility for a reunion with Joe Kelly. I think the Cardinals really need relief pitching. And I think it was an easy toss up for, for Cardinals fans to be like, would we get our hopes up for a big free agent? That doesn't really seem likely. Or should we get our hopes up for a Joe Kelly reunion, which seems a little bit more likelier. And he, of course, was a fan favorite. So I think that was what, what stood out. And of course, even though he wasn't on the list of options, Albert Pujols also got a ton of right-in votes, but that wasn't surprising either. Yeah. No, I think you nailed it. That, that's that's the realist portion of the fan base that responded. Those are the realists going, yeah. yep, yep, we're okay. probably yeah, going to be targeting. I didn't think we were doing realism here. I, I thought we were doing, like, who, who you want. Like, who yeah. do you want of this list? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. It, I believe me, they all want the big name, but I think most people agree. And and by the way, Katie, this takes me to the to the next part of the conversation because uh, that's a perfect transition for it. Because you uh, and Jim Bowden both offered up thoughts on what needs to be next, what could be next once baseball comes back, whenever that does. And since we're on that topic, I mean, somebody like Joe Kelly, whether it's him or not, somebody in the pen seems like the most likely addition, doesn't it? I would agree, absolutely. I, I think the Cardinals made it very clear in November at the general manager's meetings that starting pitching was their top priority, and they got Stephen Matz, which was their guy, you know, but they identified very early on in the offseason on who they wanted, who they felt would really complement the rotation as it stood. Now it goes to relief pitching, and, you know, there's going to be a bit of a toss-up, and we'll see when slash if we get to spring on how this bullpen's going to roll out, right? But you're going to have a healthy Ryan Helsley back. Jordan Hicks and Alex Reyes should see some time, maybe – potentially getting experience as a starter, but you have Genesis Cabrera back, Giovanni Gallegos. But what they're really missing is a dominant veteran where he can do multiple roles in relief. So you need a, a step-in closer for a game, or do you need someone that can go a couple of innings in longer relief and kind of just be a very versatile option? That's the kind of reliever I think that they're looking for. Um, and I think it, it's going to be someone that signs for a couple years. I think they're looking for a multi-year deal, probably two. We know how... I mean, we haven't really seen how the free agent market for relievers shaped up before the lockout, but I would imagine everything is going to be a frenzy. But I think if the Cardinals are looking to add one more, which I, th- I do believe they are, one more piece to their roster, it's going to be a reliever that can fit a multitude of roles for them. Katie, has, as a baseball reporter, somebody who's on the beat covers every day, have you even begun to consider maybe, maybe packing and making plans for Jupiter? <laughs> I have not, and that's actually so okay. funny because I've texted with multiple reporters, both on the Cardinals beat and uh, my friends on other beats, and we're all like, this is so weird because usually, I mean, this would be my first spring in Jupiter, but I've covered spring trainings before, usually like February 1st, and that first week of February marks the excitement. You know, you start packing yeah. up your things, you start saying goodbye to your friends and family, you'll talk to them in October, and you start preparing for, for what I think is one of the more enjoyable parts of the season is spring training. Um, but now it's I've been asking my friends in St. Louis, hey, what's St. Louis like in, in the middle of February? Because it, it looks like, unfortunately, it's like this, be Katie. It's like this. You, you're, oh. you're in it right now. <laughs> it's oh, not I'm fun. so excited. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I, my last thing I have for you, Katie, is kind of on that same note, because I know we joked about it via text, about who knows when we're all going to be heading down to, to Jupiter to experience spring training. But one thing that I'm curious about, and I know it's probably going to be a lot this year like it was in the past couple of years, somewhat restricted uh, because of COVID rules. But 
I'm I'm wondering now too when or if we ever get back to what used to be normal, where you could be in the clubhouse and talk to players and have that up close access because that really is to me the best and and most important part of spring. Yeah, that's a fun little concept, right? Clubhouse access. You know, <laughs> I have actually never seen the inside of the clubhouse at Bush Stadium, so it's it's just it's. I think That's it's really crazy. important. Wow. I hope that we can. Uh, I, I think for me, for from a reporter's perspective, it certainly is much easier to tell these stories. And I, while I can't speak for every player or coach, I think generally speaking, it provides them a better opportunity to get to know us and to better explain themselves and to just form those relationships that are just so important in journalism and media and storytelling. Because if I don't know a player, or if I don't know a coach well enough, it is really hard to convey a true and accurate picture or kind of depict mm-hmm. a true symbolic, you know, article about them. I, it's, it's difficult to do that without having that background relationship. So fingers crossed, eventually things calm down. Uh, we can start with maybe having a report date to circle. I will take that. And then hopefully the rest will fall into place after. Katie, always appreciate your time. It was great work. We really, I really thought the the write up on the on the uh, survey as well as on uh, the moves, and actually the one about the prospects today was really fantastic too. We didn't have time to get into that, but uh, I would hi- highly recommend anybody with the athletic subscription to check it out. And if they don't have it, well, you can go ahead and get it. At least you get some baseball things going inside your head between now and whenever this whole thing gets settled. But hopefully, we'll be seeing you down in Jupiter here in the not too distant future. In the meantime. Uh, stay inside. Feel free to order food out, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you <laughs> at some point down the road. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. You got it. Katie Wu from The Athletic joining us here on KMOX. And I'll tell you what, Ranj, um, that is something to me that's going to be really interesting uh, when we do at some point get – I don't know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't assume this. I, I was going to say when we do get back to some form of normal, maybe that never comes back. I mean, I, I got to believe, because I, I, I agree with what Katie said, I'm sure you do too, that that access is important. And, you know, it te- you get you get more ability to tell stories. It also, by the way, makes it easier for people with the team where if somebody's writing and writes something critical, there's a relationship there already, as opposed to somebody you don't see very much and then tensions can rise. I think it's better for everybody involved to have that access. I'm still not sure it's ever going to be the way that it used to be. And I think that's what teams would like because this Control. allows them to sanitize the message a whole lot more. And I know that the instinct from a lot of people is, and I understand this instinct, and, and that is, why should I care if you get access or not? I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. give a crap if reporters have it easy or if they have it difficult. doesn't matter to me. And I get that sentiment, because on the surface, it does make sense. But the reason it is valuable and it isn't the only piece of the coverage puzzle. There are so many different oh things God, that you yeah. can count as coverage. Yeah. But being able to be in the locker room is the reason stories that you, as a listener, are interested in get broken. Yep. And, and I would say that's probably 80% of it because of relationships that are built. We know about the Astros and what happened because Mike Fires had a relationship with a reporter yep. and talked to him. Yep. And if he doesn't do that, we never find out about yep. that. And, you know, I I know players have access to Instagram and Twitter and they can communicate that way if they want to. Mm -hmm. But that's the message that they are comfortable disseminating themselves. You don't get the the breaking stuff that you 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 may say you're not interested in it, but you very clearly are. People are interested in stories like the the Astros. It's it's what gets people to listen, watch, well, click on stories, whatever. I mean, that's the stuff that gets the attention. 
what what is sports, Kevin? It's drama and entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And and that's part of it. Whether or not you want to admit it, mm-hmm. it, it being a sports fan, it's not just going to the games. It's part of the drama. And the drama and the entertainment and sometimes the off-field circus is part of that entertainment. Yeah. It's all part of it. Absolutely. All right, hey, cue this up because I want to pick up where we were going with Katie there and talk a bit about um, what might be next for the cards when we do get baseball back. Or, you know, I'm going to throw that question at you, by the way, basically, and I'll answer it myself. Uh, what would you like to see? Like, pick a, pick the thing you would most like to see. And I'm going to tell you what um, – also, the one thing I, I think we got to stop talking about because I don't think it makes very much sense. We'll get to those couple of things as we talk a little more Cardinals baseball next up on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hi, Chris Raji, Kevin Wheeler, hanging out with you on Sports Open Line, talking a little Cardinals baseball in this hour. Uh, we're going to do a little labor stuff in the next segment, and then we're going to get to some more fun, uh, or not fun, I guess, depending on which perspective you're coming from, Ranj. Fun stuff on on the NFL with the Flores lawsuit and Hugh Jackson jumping in and Daniel Snyder getting it on Capitol Hill today. Uh, a lot of good stuff to dig into there with one big overarching theme that will also include the Blackhawks owner uh, is that so many of these dudes that own teams just never face any consequences. But it may be starting to change and hopefully will in some of these cases. Um, Ranj, Answer the question that we talked about. If you're, if you're, you know, as an observer, as a fan, uh, as a as a person that's taking on the role of an executive, however you want to look at it, when baseball does come back, whenever that is, what's your first move if you're the Cardinals? Do I get? Am I answering this question as a person that had that can do whatever he wants? Yeah, or you, what you're, you're building a junior in this question. Let me give you what uh, I would love to have happen. Uh, I don't care about his recent history at all. Carlos Correa should be your starting shortstop next year, um, whenever that season begins. That's not going to happen. We we know that's not going to happen. So um, okay, I'm going so there, to eliminate that's the fantasy that. answer. That's the fantasy uh, answer. That's all right. The There's nothing ri- wrong with a fantasy answer either. It'd be mine too. The I most love, I love Correa. <laughs> I I do too, and I would totally forget about the cheating thing. <laughs> If Whatever. he ended up signing, who cares? He hit last year. I, it doesn't fine. matter. He, yes, he can still play, and he's still young. Go hey, AJ Hinch he, is managing. We're go, we're all good, man. Just yeah, let's let's go. Um, so there's that, which won't happen. The most likely thing to happen is to get some relief help, and I did. You know, I kind of laughed at the at the Joe Kelly thing because to me, I was looking at that question as of all these guys, you could have any of them. Who do you yeah. want? I thought for sure people would say Correa. But they didn't. They picked him. I, I think you can always take a reliever, and it's always going to help because most relievers fluctuate from year to year, and you don't really know what you're going to get because yeah. pitching samples are so small. So you can insulate yourself there if you can give yourself a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit more juice there. And I don't mean like juice in the HGH kind of way. <laughs> I mean it in like the. Like, like you give yourself a little bit more, more weapons in the bullpen that's always going to help. But in it's somewhere between realistic and totally dreaming, I would love to see them get another starter. Because th- this Where does was he go? Because that was the one thing I'm going to tell people to stop talking about. I, Who comes I, out I, of the rotation? Um, 
Does Miles Michaelis come out? Jack Flaherty? Maybe. Adam Wainwright? Well, the, the, here's Dakota the reason Hudson, I'm saying it. Steven Matz? So I'm lo- I, right. Well, Flaherty's not coming out. Adam Wainwright's not coming out. And obviously, Steven Matz isn't because they just got him. Right. The other two pitchers, though, and I know they gave Michaelis a contract, but this is why it is unlikely to happen. But also, I guess it could happen. They could make it work. I would like to see a little bit more there because last year, if you look at the numbers across the board comparative to the rest of the National League, not great. I mean, overall, the rotation wasn't great. It was okay, good enough well, to get them of, to the postseason. Three of these guys didn't even pitch last year. Uh, well, I get it, but which is a concern, by the a way. Lot of, that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you have a lot of guys who. Well, first of all, I have Adam Wainwright, who is, and I know he's been doing it at a very high level still, but yeah. he is also getting up there at some point. It, his what, age what is not going to allow him to be about? as good. What's what level that? of yeah? What level of starter are we talking about? I and that's the thing I don't know because I'm looking at the free agent list. <laughs> it's I don't, tough, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean th- that's why this isn't the most realistic scenario. But yep. I would be happy if it's minimal on somebody like Granky or Danny Duffy, but he's injured and so he's not going to be available till June. But the season may not start until June, so he could help you out for the final three months, and you probably get him fairly cheap. I'm just looking for a little bit more reinforcement there. And it might end up being just fine, but that's, to me, I would like it to not be just fine. I would like it to be a little bit more solid. This is a tough thing for me because I I think we learned a hard lesson last year, right? I mean, we learned that when your starting pitching isn't what what you thought it was going to be, you struggle. The problem that I have with this is, as of this moment... All five of those guys are, are set to be healthy, right? I mean, there's nothing that was expected to carry over into the spring, but you never know what's going to happen in the spring, right? Somebody shows right. up. We didn't know uh, you know, that Adam Wainwright was going to have Tommy John when he showed up for spring training in 2011. We didn't know that. You counted on him. He was a guy that you were, you were there. Now, thankfully, you had other people you could count on. But to me, the problem last year wasn't the offseason plan wasn't good enough, even though I thought there was a really good opinion out there, and uh, I was not one of the people, unfortunately, expressing it, but I think you did. I know Derek Gould did and others that they should have gotten another pitcher after trading Austin Gomber just to cover the depth that that um, you know that ended up being a big deal. But I'm going by the 2011 model, Ranj, and, and pointing out they didn't make those fixes on the rotation until June or July in the trade market but they were more aggressive about it then than they were last year. I don't know that you need a sixth starter right now. You have five people that are starters, that if they're healthy, they're in your rotation, and they are healthy right now. So what do I do with that sixth guy? Do I pitch Jack Flaherty one day less, uh, uh, you know, or one, you know, five or six games less over the course of the season? Maybe. I mean, he, he didn't throw many innings last year. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe you do go with a six-man rotation or a hybrid version of it. That's probably what you have to worry about. And I realize this discussion about getting a starter now at this point, especially when we don't know when the season's really going to start. <laughs> right. You know, it could it could be we could miss a couple of months or something miraculous could happen in the next few weeks. And maybe they do get a mediator, which the union doesn't want. But whatever. Let's just assume that we're probably going to miss at least a month of the season. And it could be. More of that, and I, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't right. know for sure. It just could saying, be if it is that, that way, get something done. 
But and so I realize the difficulty is there now, but I and, and maybe every team could do this. You could probably go through all the National League teams and hell, all the American League teams, too, and say, I don't know about this guy in the rotation. We, yeah. you know, we probably could do a little bit better there. But I am thinking in terms of how can you make this team stronger now? Yeah, that would be a way to do it. And yeah. I recognize you're right. I mean, the, the spots are filled right now. And I know other teams. Well, are you also have, have Jake Woodford, who who really looked good down yes. the stretch as a starter last year. Libertor is now in his second year at AAA and is a top 40 prospect in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, if if those seven guys aren't enough to start and again, I, I think that there's an argument for that. You know, that, but I still think the argument is this team needs to be more aggressive acquiring players in season as opposed to Which, now when you might not need them. Yeah, and that that right there is totally fair, but they yeah. haven't really been that way. No, they haven't. You're so, right. So you're right. if that's the way they approach it, if they go, look, we have these five guys, and we think they're going to be okay, and, and certainly you something six can, come, and can come up, and especially since, Kevin, um, we don't know what the lead-up to the season is going to be. It's going to be a truncated spring training at least. Sure looks like it, yeah. And and look what happened in 2020 when they had like two weeks to get ready. You know, there were a lot of injuries that year. Yep. Yep. So that's probably going to happen here. So here's what you have to do. If you think this team is really good and you are close to a playoff spot, which they probably are going to be. Yeah. In well, this hey, division, Fangraphs picked him to win the division. The Zips projections has them winning the Central. Right. So that's probably going to happen when you get to the trade deadline, whenever that is. And maybe they have to adjust it because of work stoppage you go get that starter if you need it and and let's not just hope that maybe one of these guys you haven't really tested all that well um can can step in if there's an injury that's what i'd like them to do i don't know if they will though yeah i think uh, i'm i'm on the sign a reliever for sure i wouldn't mind a veteran bat but i also don't want to take away dh opportunities for some of those young guys i know that sounds like a a team line but it's also one of my things i hate blocking prospects I hate having some guy crushing at AAA, but we can't call him up because, you know, Joe Veteran is having an average season right now. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bury. And now, now if it's Schwarber, I'm in. If it, yeah, I'm in. Sure, that's yeah. different. If, it, if, it's, that yes, if it's, if it's that guy, I'm in. Built, he's yeah. built to be a DH. He absolutely is. Hang tight, a little more baseball. We're gonna update you on that whole mediation thing that Ron just talked about, and see if there are any extra Cardinals thoughts floating around in our heads when we come back on KMOX. <laughs> So, because of the weather and stuff, Ranj and I uh, both at home right now. We're doing, we're watching, like we're we're communicating via Zoom visually, and then obviously talking uh, through the internets uh, live on the radio. And Ranj, you just gave me the old man fooey like hand thing. It's like, and just threw your hands at me like you're like 85 years old. Like, ah, oh, kids today. No, it's because you put the orange bowl up as I your did. background. You like that? Look at that. No, that's why I. And I no. showed you like like right. Right there is where I used to sit. Like right oh, is there. that right? Yeah, that's where the student section was. Is that Front where you row, used to get kicked out of? Oh, I never got kicked out. Never got kicked out. I was close enough to get the high fives with Lamar Thomas and Gino Toretta and those guys back in the day. Close enough to talk crap to David Klingler when the Houston, Houston, whatever, idiots. What are they? The Cougars. The Cougars came Cougars. to town. <laughs> Houston idiots. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> You got it. Yep, it was good times, good times. Oh, look at that, Ronj. Matt, put your Muse poster up there. Muse he is did. so boring, and all they had was letters. You're it just said such Muse. A, you know what? You just, <laughs> stop. just stop. I'm sorry. 
Get lo- get I, lost. I am with only that. kidding, like, but only half kidding. No, I'm kidding. You haven't even listened to them. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I'm, I'm teasing it. you. They got uh, a new. Uh, they got a new song out. Go listen to it. All right, I'll do that after the show. All I right. promise to okay. maybe not do that. Um, mediation, huh? What do you think? Meaningful, <sighs> nothing. I, I'm thinking this is a nothing burger. Um, they tried to do this in '94, '95. Didn't really help. Uh, didn't make any difference. Uh, I am. I am, however, reaching out to a friend. It's weird. I got friends that are good on this stuff. I got a buddy of mine coming on with us tomorrow night, Ronj, um, who work, has worked very closely. Um, with the NFL and actually ran to be the head of the NFLPA. He lost out to Demora Smith uh, in a head-to-head running, and they had to do like three recounts to get it to the point where they could get the majority vote the right way. Uh, but he knows his stuff. That'll be on the NFL stuff. But an- another buddy of mine um, it, it was, a, was a federal mediator. That was his job. He doesn't do yeah. it anymore, but he was a federal mediator. I'm waiting to hear back from my email. I'm like, what does this even mean, and how does that even work? But um, – Honestly, I'm not sure it matters unless unless you have two sides that want to make a deal. And I'm not I'm not so sure that right now either side's that interested in a deal. Um, well, no. I, I think they would like to have something done, but both sides would like to have it done clearly with their parameters and not much concession. But it does seem like up until this point, the players have already a couple of times said, Okay, well, we we'll back off on this thing and you know, let's let's go from there. Yeah. But the owners don't still kind of don't want to budge, and I don't know what's going to force at all. them to budge at, at all. all. Right? Like on like anything meaningful, all. right? They've been willing to move right. on, like little you know, stuff. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars more for the minimum salary. Which again, what do you got? Seventy players a year at the minimum salary. What are we talking about? Seven million dollars total. You know, right. like it's really going to be that meaningful. It um, doesn't. It doesn't yeah. make a dent. What I don't understand is, and, and this is my criticism of the owner side, I get why they don't want to give back to the players what they've won in the last two CBAs. Like, I totally get that. What I don't understand is why they don't see how some of these things actually are good for their customers, too. Like, there's no reason why the luxury tax shouldn't go up as revenue goes up. There's Agreed. no reason for that. And Agreed. there's no reason it should be okay for teams like the Marlins and the Pirates to field garbage teams with no payroll because it's easy profit. Like, to me, those are two easily fixable things, and I know it means more money for players most likely, but it's also good for your business. It's good for your customers. So the crux of the problem, as I see it, and I think this is really, this is the fundamental issue. It's all about the money that comes in. And if you go back to 2020 when they were negotiating what was going to happen leading up to the season, which was truncated because of COVID, the teams basically were trying to tell us that that the best they do is break even yeah. with the money that comes in. And they're sticking with that. Yeah. And that's the as long as you continue with that, knowing that all the profits that you get go to a real estate ventures a <laughs> lot of real estate ventures yeah. because of the money you're making then you, you're not going to sell anybody on that no definitely not chris ronji kevin wheeler hanging tight we're going to switch gears and get into a little more of the brian flores lawsuit hugh jackson joining in daniel snyder getting grilled on capitol hill well not him but it's about him we'll get to that coming up after the news we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.